Hello and welcome to Plotris. This is Meg. This is Lane. And today we're talking about The Heiress and the Hothead by Sabrina Jeffries. This was published in 2016 and is book 1.5 in the Sinful Suitors series, which we have not read. At least not for the podcast. Have you read it? I have. Okay. And of course, this is part of our 12 Days of Christmas. So, yeah, Merry Christmas! Happy, Happy holidays. holidays! Novella time! Yeah. Okay, so as usual, let's start with the book jacket. Return to the beloved Sinful Suitors series from the New York Times and USA Today best-selling author, Sabrina Jeffries, in this delightfully sexy winter-themed novella. Stunned by the heat of an unexpected kiss on a cold winter's eve, two strangers from vastly different worlds turn hot-headed principles into burning passion in Sabrina Jeffries' charming Yuletide story, The Heiress and the Hothead. This tells you nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. This is just like Christmas words, sexy times, cold winter's eve, Let's strangers, hotheads. Let's use some words from the title. Eris and the hothead. That was the, actually, I know we've like said some book jackets were bad. This is the worst one. Yeah. I mean, to be fair-ish, I guess this is just a digital novella, so you're probably going to buy it regardless of what it's about if you like Christmas and Jeffries. I guess. All right, so we're going to get right into the 11 word summary because I have to say mine before Meg spoils okay. it by reading it. Okay, here's mine. Journalist investigates factory owner only to discover she's stolen his heart. Mine. Mistletoe berries are currency for kisses. The jungle with less beef. <laughs> less beef. There, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It said meat originally, and then I realized oh I had to change it. <laughs> oh, lordy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the mistletoe berries are currency for kisses in this book. And is mistletoe in and of itself a trope for a Christmas novella? Maybe. It's fair. And, you know, every time they have it, they have to explain it. Have you ever been kissed under the mistletoe by, never. like, a non, in, like, not somebody you were already dating? I've never been kissed under the mistletoe, point blank. Point blank. Point. Yeah, that's right. Full stop. Full stop. There you go. Okay. Just, I've never been, like, not dating someone. Have them been, like, oh, look. Oh, look, we're under mistletoe. the mistletoe. I don't. I don't think I've ever been to a party where there is mistletoe, to be completely honest. And have you ever heard of, like, Pluck a Berry Off? I've heard of it, but just in these novels. Okay. Novellas, really. Because I think all the mistletoe I've ever seen in real life has been fake. Yeah, fair. So. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Anyway, mistletoe is in this book. A lot. There's a lot of mistletoe. So one of the first times he sees her is not under mistletoe, but it's in the room where they're decorating for the party. The Christmas party, of yes. course. And he was invited, he being Lord Stephen Corey. Yes. Who is... A lord, but also he's a, a journalist he's a, writing exposés about treatment in mil, by, of mill workers. Yes, he's a Marquis's brother, brother and son, and he. So the, this Marquis is like the the hero of the third book in this series, FYI. Wait, then why is this one point five? Yeah, because he the Marquis is not married yet. Oh. You don't even know who he's going to get married to. I actually like that third book the best in this series. FYI, if you want it, look for whatever his name, Corey. So this is the third one in the series. I don't know what, what the name of it is. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I did no research. We're professional podcasters. <laughs> this is our life. Anyway, look up Sinful Suitors. Number three is the best, in my opinion. And it's about Stephen Corey's brother. Okay. Um, the Marquis of something. 
This was the best podcasting we've ever done. So, yeah, he's um, he's always the Marcos's brother. He writes exposés for the paper. He primarily covers mill workers and like the mistreatment of mill workers and the b- malpractice of mill owners. Yeah, he is a rabble rouser in the of the 1800s. And so he gets invited to this house party by a cousin of sorts. Yeah, it's friend. it's his it's his cousin's sister's husband's place. But he's invited to be the guest of his cousin. Yes. Who is inviting him to make another guy jealous. Yes. And I would assume they're another couple in one of the subsequent books. Yes, they are indeed. That's the second book. Yeah. So Which you should avoid 100% lots of sexual violence. violence. I'm out. Okay, great. So Stephen thinks he's seeing the girl who's asked him to be her date to make the other guy jealous. Goes up, grabs her, kisses Lays one on her, like thinking this is how you make people jealous. And instead, it's Amanda. And Amanda is the person, the reason he wanted the discreet invite to this party is to interview an American mill owner. Amanda. Who he just grabbed and kissed. Yes, indeed. So we've got, first, right off the bat, another trope, Meg. Mistaken identity. Uh, and then, of course, the the immediate corollary, which is the, I misjudged you. Because, because of, of course, they both know of each other. He thinks all mill workers are bad, and she thinks his only agenda is to convince the world mill workers are bad. Yeah. Or so, mill owners are bad. So, basically, you've got the factory owner and the guy who publishes fake news. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not fake news, guys. It never is. <laughs> okay. All right. So, but that is a that is a trope too. We have the good capitalist. Yes. So she might be rich because she owns mills, but she is an enlightened mill owner. And not only is she a night an enlightened mill owner, but she's dun 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 American and a woman. And American women speak their minds. <laughs> there, I don't know. You tell me. It's in the notes, Meg. <laughs> this, is, this is very true. Yeah, they, you know, immediately are just more outspoken and, you know, assertive and yeah. powerful than any That's English true. ladies that the guys ever met. Well, and let's be honest, in these novels and novellas, they are always super rich. Oh, poor people don't exist. Right? Yeah. but in Unless they're going they, to be raised up by marrying a duke. Yes. But I will say in this case, at, at least she's not an heiress. She actually owns her business. But she inherited it from her father. So she did. She was an heiress of sorts. I mean, yes. Which is why it's called the heiress and the hothead. Yeah. But she is an industrialist. Like, she's actually right, working. Right. She is taking it. part so, in the mills. Look, if you're going to read a novel like this... at, at at least she's actually doing some work and yes. thinking about it. So I, I, I appreciated that aspect. Um, she's all, they both uh, go through together a near-death experience. Which leads to some near-death sex. Which I think are both tropes. Yeah. And this is, spoiler alert guys, a trope I hate. Yeah, well we'll talk about it later because um, I don't hate it, yeah. basically. I, I do. So he wants to interview her for his rabble-rousing investigative journalism. He hates factory owners. She is a factory owner. That is the novel like that is the plot well and there's a little bit more to the conflict in that like he takes her to interview mill workers and she thinks he agreed under the auspices of like you'll get to learn more about the factories but really he invited her like to test her to see if she's really as sympathetic as she seems yeah he wanted to see her reactions meeting these poor people in these terrible circumstances but of course she's a benevolent heart who does her best to help them even if it's only helping one person of course of course. So it, it turns into idealism versus practicality in the end. Yes. Rather than capitalist versus socialist. 
Well, what it really comes down to is, will the man move to America? Yeah, yeah. Well, it is, will he give up being a, a lord, courtesy title, in England to move to America to be a house husband or whatever? Right. And, and really give up his passion for social justice. Or at least having the power to effectuate change in social right. justice. Like, he can still go be a reporter in America. I mean, maybe. They they sort of imply that he won't be yeah. a reporter in America. He'll move to America, and then he'll support her in making reforms in their factory. Right. So, spoiler alert, they end up together. But yeah, um, I mean, big surprise, right? So, did anything offend you? I mean, for me, I, I, I felt like maybe I should have been offended because they have this whole kissing bargaining thing and she kind of says no but he's like we're under the mistletoe so we have to kiss but um did not dislike it yeah that didn't bug like maybe hints of like her mother gives her a talking to you about why he's maybe resistant and it gets a little into the, like well darling men need a purpose men, men need a purpose in life <laughs> yeah but i mean that happens that's Today that will happen. Yeah, no, it's it's just like a. So it's not offensive. It's just more like really. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. All right. So Meg, what did you like about the sexiness? Okay, look. If you're gonna have sex, why not have it literally in a burning building? <laughs> why not? You well, know. And here's. Not only did they end up with each other. Spoiler alert, dear listener, they survive. And yeah. Big surprise. They, are active participants in their own rescue. Yeah. I despise, and this is probably like a degree of PTSD from the Pirates of the Caribbean films. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> this t took a turn I was not expecting. But I really hate it when the like, we're in the middle of a battle, we're in the middle of saving ourselves, we're in the middle of death, and what, I, and right now, the priority is make me yours before we die. Well, look, at least she had it where they, they couldn't figure out any way out. They just couldn't, they, they couldn't get out. They didn't try. They did, they tried. There was a huge boiler that fell and he can't move it. He tried to move it. But the, the one door, they didn't look for other exits. They looked, but it was like completely blocked. They couldn't see. I'm just, I'm sorry. If the room was on fire, I'd start moving through the stuff I couldn't see before I was like, Yeah, but why would you move through? This. You think there's a wall. Why would you like try to get through this? Because you don't know. It's a place you've never been. I'm just saying survival should be priority number one. And then when we make it out alive. And this is where, oh man, what's the one that's the ripoff of the Scarlet Pimpernel? I don't know. Yeah, yes you do. Which one? The one we read. The oh, yes. The uh, the Duke is Mine. Thank you. The Duke is Mine, where yes, it was unbelievable that seconds after escaping a burning building when their lungs were both filled with smoke, they were having sex in a field. But I prefer that because they got out of the burning building and then had sex. You know what I really like about this one? As per compared to that or just in general? Just in general. Uh -huh. Is that you are right that they, you know, tried to find a way out couldn't find it. Maybe they didn't look as hard as they could, but what they did make sure that they did was they got out of the way of the windows. So if anyone <laughs> looked in, they wouldn't see them getting it on. Right, like they, they went and hid somewhere else to do it. Might What's more important? Dying. Reputation <laughs> or rescue. Rescue. The answer is reputation yeah. if you listen to this novel. But so yeah, it was cute. They were cute. It was fine. It's just like that's actually a pet peeve. I can't stand that in media. It, it honestly did not bother me. I actually really like this book and when I marketed it to Lane, because I do market these sometimes, I was like, look, in this one they have sex in a burning factory, so enjoy. Yeah, I just, and of course they have to rescue the child before they have sex. It's, it's fine. Well, the kid can get out the window. 
It's fine. They can't. It's fine. And then they do get saved later. I also By Warren. Warren Cray, that's the name of the Marquess. But so my favorite part about Warren saving them is clearly the kid gets out, runs, and says they're still in there. You know immediately people were like, anybody know about an exit? Someone immediately said yes. And rather than running back to the window to tell them immediately, here's the plan for rescue. Conveniently, that step that should have took 30 seconds took enough time for them to fully have sex. Yeah, on the stairs, mm -hmm. hidden from view. Yeah. Look. Okay, again, you, listener, will make a choice. <laughs> does I, this appeal to you or does this bother you? This, for me, gets like three out of five candy canes. There were many reminders of Christmas because it was a Christmas house party. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like lip service was paid to like yeah. the charity of Christmas That's time. true. And there was lots of mistletoe. Like a lot of And mistletoe. there was a Christmas ball. There was a Christmas ball. Lots of mistletoe. There was a Boxing Day thing. It wasn't, there was a Yule log. They never refer to each other as... Like Christmas prince or princess? No, they don't. Wait, no, I remember why I gave this one two out of five. I'm Tell lying. Me. I hated their pet names. What were their pet names? When she would be like, oh my darling. And he would say, my one true love in the middle of the sex scene. Oh. Like yeah, their, their pet names for each other were like way distracting for me. So I, I was like name. waiting to be like, oh my little gingerbread pet. No, that's, <laughs> I would have liked that more. Like <laughs> lean all the way in or like speak like a normal person. So the building is on fire and they suddenly start speaking in like the, I want you, I need you, oh baby, oh baby voice. And I just, I was out. It was fine. <laughs> I was out. Again, you decide. Sex in a Burning Building, yay or nay? If you are a yay, read this novella. If you are a nay, you can probably give it a skip. But, like, definitely Christmas-themed. Yes. Could have been more Christmassy. It could have been. Could have been more Christmassy. I'm hoping we read, read one where I'm, like, 15 out of 10. All the candy canes. Well, the problem with these, if they're Regency romances, is that there are no Christmas trees because they didn't come around until the Victorian era. There are ways, though. Like, this one with the mistletoe and the Christmas ball started. I need, like, I need one where they have sex in a closet at a Christmas ball. <laughs> well, we have a lot more uh, on our 12 Days of Christmas, so we'll see what else we've got. And this one might even air after one of those happening, so then you'll be exposed to what order yeah. we recorded these in. Yeah. So, uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. We would love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe.